Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi, and on this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the title of the podcast, Happiness is an Inside Job. And I suppose one, why I chose to call it that and what that means, what that means to me. And uh, yeah, and take a deep dive in there. So we can we can spend our lives walking this planet, feeling, feeling alone, seeking hope, looking outside of ourselves to to feel happy, to feel connected, to feel like we belong. And and especially as we get a, a little older, we start asking more of the questions like, you know, who am I? And, you know, what is, what's my purpose? What do I want? And these are, these are questions we can spend in a lifetime in a struggle with, giving decades to them and searching outside of ourselves for, success, abundance, love, hope, faith, and to feel to feel good and to feel like we belong. But the root of our happiness begins within. It starts with ourselves. The one relationship that we are in from womb to tomb is the relationship we are in with ourselves. And we're the one person that we cannot escape the voice that's ever present. Yet we'd probably never speak to another human being the way we speak to ourselves sometimes. We'd never treat another human being the way we treat ourselves sometimes. And we can be our own best friend or our own worst enemy. And for me, certainly, this was something that I learned the hard way. I would have been a fierce cruel enemy to myself the the things I did on myself the things I put myself through and I was literally at a war with myself I I was never allowed to to break to fall to rest or to feel um and where that ended up for me um was every night I was terrified to sleep in case I'd i choke on my own tongue. Looking back, I, I, I never allowed myself to, to really speak, to really speak from me and who I was. I was always putting on a hat, a roll, a mask. And that ended up with me struggling with, with crippling anxiety and a relentless inner critic. Um, I was so constricted in every single way. I constricted myself so much that in the end, I think the anxiety was partly my body screaming back at me, my system screaming back at me that I just could not live like that anymore. I was consumed by grief at the time, crippled with anxiety. And above all else, I, I was profoundly lonely. I was so lonely because I'd never really let anybody see who I truly, truly was. I'd always try and be 
what I thought they wanted me to be, what I thought the world wanted me to be. And then I tried to self-medicate with, with alcohol, with food and with trying to do and be everything. And nothing, nothing worked. And in the end, it took me a po to a point that one day I just got so scared, so terrified. And it was just too much. The, the fear and the terror were just too much. And I just thought to myself, I cannot wake up another day feeling like this. I can't do it. So I just thought to myself, in that moment, I just thought, well, do you know what? I'll, I'll go downstairs and I'll get a knife. I'll die. That'll end the pain for me. And that's what it was. It was, it was escape on a way out when I could see no other way. And I was terrified, terrified that I would do it. And I was terrified that I wouldn't. And I remember just, just literally forcing myself just to lie there, just to try get myself just to lie there and just trust myself, just to stay, just to to not go downstairs, to, to not pick up a, a knife. And I just, I think I just reached a point where I just let go. I, I couldn't see anything to hold on to and holding on was not working. Fighting it was not working. So as I just lay there, honestly, like the most, the most beautiful, amazing thing just happened. I literally just lay there and it is like, my core self or who I truly am. I just felt like this, a light, a warmth, a, a sense of safety. Uh, and for the first time, sorry, I'm actually getting very emotional in this. For the first time in so long, I just didn't feel alone. I felt like I wasn't on my own and that I wasn't just the pain that I was in I was who I really was lay underneath the pain I was in I was an amazing beautiful soul a light so much more than the behaviors that I had or the way I treated myself or I was underneath all of that and above all else I wasn't alone I just I, I wasn't by myself. I wasn't alone. And I suppose for me, the, the sense of hopelessness lifted. Because that's what I felt at the time. That I just, I just couldn't get away from the pain, from the grief, the anxiety, the, the voice moving so fast. And we had all of these things that come with anxiety, never feeling safe, never feeling just okay. And... That had me feeling hopeless because I couldn't see an, a way out of that. And what I was thinking of, even when I look back now, I I know it's, it absolutely sounds suicidal and in some ways I was, but it wasn't to die. It was to escape. It was to get away from the pain I was in. And I just did not know any other way, but I felt I could knock it up and keep feeling that way. So for me, when that hopelessness began to lift slightly 
and I didn't feel as alone and I did see who who I truly was and who we all are we're, who we really are is underneath our pain and our behaviours and our upsets at our very core like everything we search outside of ourselves to be we already are but for me that moment was really when my own learning and healing journey really began I had to shine a light on what got me there and I had to learn new ways of of living of being and of treating myself and above all else I had to ask for help I had to seek solace I had to really let people in it wasn't that I didn't have amazing people around me a lot of those people are still around me today they're Earth angels, they're lights, they're beautiful, amazing people. But I just would not let anybody in. I wouldn't ask for help. And a lot of that, I think, played a part of what got me to, to, to where I was. Now, was every moment since then filled with flowery meadows and unicorns? No, absolutely not. Um, life happens around us each and every day every day you know people get sick we lose people relationships break up we start new relationships we change jobs we have children all of these things happen it's not about not feeling any pain it's about not turning it inwards and attacking ourselves or isolating ourselves or completely abandoning ourselves what got me to that point in the bed was years of stuffed down emotions, traumas, and pain. I lived in an internal world that was dominated by shame. And shame does not want you to show yourself. Shame wants you to hide in the dark, scared, scared of letting anyone in in case they see who you really are and run, reject you, or abandon you. So you end up abandoning yourself and all your own needs to try and be what you think the world wants. You know, and as children, we learn our place in the world. We learn who we are, who we should be, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, how we should and shouldn't behave, what gets us negative attention and punished and what not to do. And a lot of what we do today all our behaviours and how we live is conditioned in us from our past. We pick up fear in our past and we recreate it constantly in our present. It's the lens that, that we see life through. You know, if, if I speak up, people will get angry. Um, if I ask for what I really need, people will leave, they'll walk away. Um, so I'll pretend that I'm okay. Or I don't want to be a burden. That's a huge one I see with clients. And it all stops us connecting. And sadly, you know, we've all been hurt or harmed in our past. You know, and, and that was painful enough. But it's the beliefs that we've created because of it that continue to cause us pain now in the present. They're what's impacting us now. There are limitations and our sabotage and they are what cause us to isolate ourselves. There's one particular 
metaphor that I always, a story that I always keep going back to because I think it's so, so true of us as people, so true of us as, as humans. And it's about how they, they train elephants in captivity. And what they do is they take the elephant very young, a beautiful little baby elephant, and, you know, they, um, they tie it, they wrap a rope or a chain around its, its leg and they tie it to a tree. And the elephant struggles, fights, cries out and pulls and tugs and tries to escape until it eventually is exhausted and he goes asleep. And over time he gets up, tries again, struggles, fights, cries until eventually the baby elephant learns that he can't escape, he can't get away. So he stops trying and just remains where where he is tied to the tree and when that elephant grows up and is a massive beautiful majestic elephant we all know what 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 how large elephants are how powerful they are how amazing they are and all they have to do to the adult elephant is tie a rope around its leg they don't even tie it to a tree anymore because the elephant is conditioned to believe he's stuck. So as soon as the rope goes around his leg, he just stays where he is. He doesn't even try to walk away from the tree. So although he has that absolute power and potential, I mean, he could pull down the tree if he wanted to. He's that powerful. Because he believes he's stuck, he just stays where he is. He doesn't even try. And I think that is so true of us as humans. We are conditioned to believe things about ourselves and they stop us even trying. So we remain stuck somewhere we don't want to be, like that baby elephant chained to the tree. And one of the biggest, heaviest chains we are tied to in our internal world that creates the most stress and turmoil for us is the not enoughs, the believing we are not enough, not smart enough, not good enough, not lovable enough, all of the not enoughs. This is what causes us so much emotional and physical pain. And like that, these are beliefs that are conditioned into us as opposed to being any way close to true about any of us. And the physical toll they even take on our body like I remember when when I was in my early 30s I suffered with so many health issues I'd I'd irritable bowel I'd ulcers I'd reflux I had problems with me womb I was a terrible sleeper so many ailments and I went to, to the doctor and along with giving me medication um, he recommended to me that I I avoid stress and I remember thinking at the time, you know, <laughs> oh, grand, you know, it's not like I'm going to be walking down the road or out in the car and I see stress right there in front of me. So I swerve to avoid it. You know, I'll get out of the way of that bad boy. Um, or, you know, I'm walking the dog along the canal and I see the black cloud of stress in front of me and go, you know, I'll change direction. Stress is internal, not external. What we can do is change how we allow events and people 
impact us. And certainly for me, one of the, the greatest healers that I have found is connection. People, you know, my, my tribe of earth angels, my village of gurus, you know, friends, family, clients. Um, I've been very blessed. I've met absolutely epic people. And those people love, support and inspire me every single day. And for us as, as, as humans, as people, as beings, the quality of our relationship is a relationship, sorry folks, is a big part of what determines the quality of our lives. Our connections and relationships with others give us a great sense of happiness, fulfillment and lack of connection stops us feeling alive. So you might ask the question then, why does Linda say happiness is an inside job? And that's because your main relationship is with yourself. And the relationship you have with yourself dictates everything else. Who you choose to be in a relationship with, the friends you choose, the partner you choose, how you allow yourself to be treated, whether you stay in a toxic or abusive relationship, how you treat others. That all comes from what you think and believe about you, what you believe your value and worth is. When I look back on the younger version of me, I now, I don't look back and, and feel ashamed. I look back and feel deep compassion. I actually really admire her courage and the fact that she got up every day and tried. Sorry, you're getting a bit emotional again, because <laughs> I really do. I just feel deeply sad for the pain that, that she was in, that younger version of me. And the person I needed to grieve for the most was me. And all the things I would not allow that I did not deem myself worthy or good enough of. And the main ones were connection and love and learning to love me and allowing others to see me were the absolute key to my freedom and my acceptance. And for all of us, that's very true. The key to our freedom is, is kindness, acceptance and compassion. That's what allows our heart to open both to ourselves and to, to other people. We are so afraid of rejection or ab abandonment. We wait. We, we wait till we feel good enough, smart enough, slim enough before we, we let love in, before we'll treat ourselves right or before we'll be OK with ourselves. Before we go to those events, before we connect with those people, we're waiting, hiding in, in the waiting rooms of our own lives. But for all of us, all of us guys, the journey is not about becoming anything more than the beautiful, amazing soul that we are. It's about unbecoming everything, every piece of conditioning and beliefs, negative beliefs. That's not really you. And who we really are, truly are, is buried under just layers of fear. 
And underneath that were completely whole, pure light and absolutely amazing, beautiful souls. I mean, if you look at babies and children, they absolutely light you up. Before all that conditioning beliefs and the world, I suppose, gets to them in ways. Like, you know, we're like, in ways, those old cinema screens we watched movies on. And, you know, the reel gets jammed on repeat and we're stuck in a loop. But we can change the reel at any time. And by changing the reel, we can change the now and therefore change the ending. We can edit out the inner critic and add in buckets of fun and happiness. The real blockbuster movie we are here to create is not, it's not to search for love. It's to find all of the barriers within ourselves that we've built up against it. The person our heart craves the most is ourselves. That's what we need. So it's choosing yourself, choosing this moment to change the real. Because changing the present, changing the now, so that when we look back on it down the line, when it's our past, it's a past that's filled with our dreams, filled with people, filled with hope, filled with love. The only thing that we can impact is what we have right now. And it's just believing that we deserve it. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.